Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Michael, one trend that has happened during the COVID situation is something that you were doing already, sort of, mostly. And this is uh, millennials baking, specifically baking sourdough. How many dead sourdough starters do you think are out there right now? Are we counting in terms of, um, what is it, lactobacilli? Facility, no, I'm just other, the the bacteria, or in terms of <laughs> people that tried it. I would, yeah, I would go with up. people that tried it, people that found themselves a sourdough starter, and it, it is no more. Well, I will, let's talk about in percents here. Okay, I would say it's it's gotta be similar to my number that I gave for uh, chance of the season happening, which <laughs> is fifty eight. So. Yeah, I, I actually think I'm, I'm again, going to be even higher than that. I'm going to go with my chance for the season. <laughs> the other the other thing, you, how many of them are, like, alive in the back of someone's refrigerator and they don't even realize that it's still still alive? So, yeah. Or could be coaxed back to life? Right. That, that's the better statement is that Just it could be, could be coaxed back to life. Are you leaving yours in the fridge or on the, or on the counter right now? Cannot leave it on the counter. Uh, I am not a. I'm not making it enough, mm-hmm. and then B. It is. It is yeasty, yeasty weather, mm-hmm. in uh, in the New England area yeah, right now. That's the problem. <laughs> it it's been amazing to see um, in doing this. I mean, we're we're both uh, scientists. You are a real scientist. I am more of a social scientist, but I have I like numbers. Um, Watching the starter from when I started it, I got it um, middle of April, to now is is just wildly different. Oh, yeah. And it's 90% of it is the, the weather. The ebb and flow of the seasons reflected in sourdough is remarkable. Absolutely. No, so I, I'm, actually, I'm actually in the fridge right now, too, just for, for and then siphon off some and bulk it up when I, when I need it for a project. My default project, actually, though, uses... Well, getting flour in the U.S. was really tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fine now, I assume. Um. Yeah. No. They the um, the big bags are back at BJ's. Did you buy a big <laughs> bag of flour? No, because I mean, if I can, I'm sorry. If I can stumble into King Arthur Flour headquarters, I might as well go there and get. Five pound bags. But don't they sell? Don't they sell there. a fifty pound bag? Yeah, um, they were out. Oh yeah, I, they, believe I mean that. they were out. They they were out. They were uh, they were um, rationing flour. I I mean I totally believe that their main store. You could go. You would go there, pick up only. You could buy only two bags of flour at a time. That's not too bad. Uh, two bags. Two bags is okay. Food. More food. In the NBA bubble. <laughs> have you seen pictures on this? I have not seen pictures it's, on this. It's not quite 
fire festival level, but it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> the pictures the pictures are pretty atrocious. There's a there's a good amount of complaining already taking place. I mean, who would have thought that I guess the NBA's gotta be happy, right? Because if this is distracting from every other story, it's just like, okay, well it's just it's just that the food is unbelievably bad. <laughs> well it's I mean it looks like they're eating on an airplane. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. That's that's exactly what I was just gonna say. I was actually gonna say on Amtrak, but yeah. Ooh, either one, yeah. <laughs> Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. I I had seen a someone had tweeted like it was just two. It was like two guys fighting in like a sort of not very well, and it was and someone was like um, Pat Beverly and Russell Westbrook fighting over the last bag of Doritos or something like that. <laughs> it's like yeah, absolutely, and. Yeah, looking at the reactions, uh, I guess that's not too far off. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. I mean, this is just like this is going to go to show the challenge that that all of these sports leagues face with any sort of these like relatively complex logistics. But we're actually yeah. we're actually going to see some real NBA, real NBA. We I think that we are, and I think that it's going to be the problem is it's going to be like close to like this MLB season is going to be total bullshit in the way that the MLB fails all the time this NBA season is going to you're going to come to the end and you're going to have to squint like should, do we put an asterisk on this championship do we was this legitimate enough I think it I actually think this is this is a sort of cop out but I actually think that it depends on who wins mm-hmm Hundred percent. If the I think if the Lakers win, there won't really be an asterisk. I mean, I know that that's frustrating to you, but that I mean, oh, I'll put I'll put one on there. Like who's if it's yeah, right. Well, and this is and this is exactly why the '99 season was so fraught. Was that it was the only time ever that the um the Knicks were an 8 seed or something ridiculous like that they shouldn't have been there yeah. the spurs ended up being having a couple i mean winning more championships down down the road to legitimize it a little bit but also came out of nowhere they were not the best team um probably shouldn't have won it but then you know the other shortened season lebron wins it He'd been to the championship the year before. Uh, he had been there before, yeah. you know, and he came and he went there again. So I guess it will depend. I think it also, yeah, maybe history will decide. Like if, let's say, the Bucks win it, I think it's I think a people big asterisk with the Bucks. Th- there'll be an asterisk, yeah. and then if the Bucks win it next year, oh, that's a good. We point. should take that asterisk away because because right? the idea would be the idea would be like if the if a, a not as fully established team or an up-and-coming team wins it this year people will question like well it's just because you know these guys are younger and they're able to adapt to this weird situation better than like lebron who's got <laughs> twenty thousand minutes on him or something right no i, I absolutely agree yeah if the, i mean what what do you think if the if the raptors win it i was just gonna ask you i was just gonna ask you about that one as i hit the microphone um 
That's a really good question because your inclination would be like, well, they just won it last year. They lost their most valuable player, so it would be crazy that they won it again under the circumstances. But, yeah, no, I think the list of teams that would be legitimate is pretty – that would, like, automatically be like, okay, fine. Um, I think it would be, yeah, Lakers, Raptors. I mean, Bucks, you'd have to squint. Um, <laughs> what I mean, would you buy championship jerseys immediately if the Celtics Clippers. won? I'm, well, I mean, that's a yeah. <laughs> that's this is a serious question. foolish question because I wouldn't do that anyways. But <laughs> would I say yeah? Would I quote the number of Celtics championships? Would you have them raise? Would one? you have yes. them raise a banner yeah. in the garden? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that every single fan base feels that way. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure. When the Wiz win the championship, I, yeah, I'm sure they're going to be like, totally legitimate. Let's have a little discussion here about uh, about who's on our team. On our teams. Uh, we have we basically have four teams to get through. We have some some general player updates to think through. We just got to catch up. We're just still, still playing catch up. Isn't it why I mean like we really yeah, we're having to warm up here, everybody. Um, get back in the swing of having a podcast, thinking about baseball, thinking about fantasy baseball. Um Yeah, I who is on my freaking team? <laughs> I I, I was really thinking about this in the context way. of football. I was thinking about this in the context of fantasy football and like I can't even begin to even try to think about that when I can't remember who I have. In fantasy baseball, right, and then also like, what does it matter? So I saw that Buster Posey news that he will be sitting it out this season, and then I thought to myself, I have shares of him. <laughs> Where <laughs> is it important? You to made me? you made a really good point though, actually, which is that this would be this is a time where we're also going to have to battle with having to spin up some fantasy football. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I oh, know. Absolutely. Um, there's going to be a lot that we have to be thinking about, a lot of strings. And um, I think that oof, this fantasy season is just going to be wild for everybody to just keep on track. I think I, I actually, okay, let me just take a temperature here. I feel better about TGFBI than I do about our home head-to-head league. Uh, I mean, there again, we... I think we, we talked about this a little bit last week. A roto is far better for this change because everybody's in it. Everybody has enough, you know, the sample size is large enough. Even 60 games isn't, you know, isn't quite large enough. But the people that are really going to benefit from this are the people that flare out after the all-star break yeah. anyways. So what you're going to see, and that's, you know, sometimes in a roto league, you have those people that just get ahead after the first 50, 60 games. And it's like, I don't even, I don't, why am I fucking here? I, it's done. It's done. This guy, <laughs> you know, this guy has the team that no one's going to be able to beat. Yeah. I, yes. Yes. I totally agree. And so on the, on the context of the roto, I'm going to double, triple down on my strategy of getting as many at bats as possible. Just get, oh yeah, keep those at bats coming. 
that fluctuation this year is going to be massive. It is. It's going to be huge. And it's going to be something that we should always be seeking the the most impact, the players with the most impact. We cannot be satisfied with decent players at any time because they're not going to win. Yep. They're not going to win us games. And over a 60, I mean, if you're talking about a 160-game season, 162, you have, and you're accumulating stats at like a good but not great rate, you're going to beat a bunch of other players in Roto who are, you know, boom and busting it, losing attention, et cetera. But I think over 60 games, it is a sprint. Yeah. No, that's it is a sprint. So you we're going to have to, think. We have to continually improve our, our squads. Yep. And I mean, it's the type of thing where you can't wait for a guy to move out of the six hole, like be like, well, I think next week they'll move him up to, they'll move him up to batting third or something or second like you can't yeah. wait <laughs> like you gotta you have to accumulate those extra at bats at the top of the order yeah exactly the thing that i'm hoping to get out of our home league this year is just enough data to make relatively intelligent keeper decisions true yeah it's a it's a 12 team head-to-head keeper league so we could this is going to be a bifurcation point in our league for many where they change complete directions really fast yeah. and either take advantage of this or shit the bed. Oh yeah. I think this is, I mean, I've thought I've been, I've had some conversations about this, but like this fan, this season <laughs> from a data perspective is so interesting because it's like you have, you have limited amounts, you have limited amounts of data available to you. You're making inferences on smaller data sets than you normally have. You have access to strategies that aren't viable otherwise. It's just, yeah. so, uh, it's, I mean, I'm really this excited. It's be a really strategy-driven year, isn't it? Yeah, it? This is a, yeah. If, if you always dreamed of trying a strategy that you weren't sure was going to work, this is the year to do it. But what's just so tough is that we're doing this we're not going to the draft knowing that it's a sprint. You know, we went into the draft. I see some players on my team that it's like, um, Shin Tzu Chu, we talked about yeah, him a whole bunch. Right. And it's easily like a player that is going to be that good, not great contribution over the whole year. Yep. Um, I think that players like that are going to be the slightly older players. Yes. To older players yep. who weren't do, going all out um, in spring training are going to be the bread and butter of, of most teams. I, yeah, I kind of, I mean, I think that the, the real boom and bust strategy this year is p- picking the young guys who are going to just go all out for the 60 games and yeah. just think, okay, well, I can just go as hard as possible over this time. And then yeah. sometimes it'll work, and some guys, some young guys, are probably going to get injured <laughs> pretty soon, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm curious who's going to get hurt this year. What What are your generic thoughts on closers this year in the in in both leagues, both formats? It's going to be like we're playing a season that is from the start of a season to the All Star break, I think, and. Which just means those couple of players that lose their job early 
and then have the replacements, you have to be watching them and you have to grab the right guys. And you cannot expect people to come back into their roles and you can't um, be waiting on saves for later. You can't be like, yeah, I know there's going to be one more change. It doesn't matter because if there is a change last 10 games of the season, it's not going to help you enough. I, I mean, I yeah, I kind of, I don't agree actually that it's just going to be like running from the start of the season to the All-Star break. I think that, I think that the distribution of saves is going to look fundamentally different this year. And I've been thinking about this because... Oh, okay, so you're, yeah, you're talking about who's getting saves and I'm talking about how the, the you know, the closer monkeying around is going to work. So I, I think that you're right. I think that there are going to be a lot of blowouts. I don't think there are going to be as many saves. Yeah. I think there are going to be fewer saves, and I think that managers are going to be more likely to move away from the closer role in the sense that people, like with the exception of a few diva closers, you're going to see ever, any pitcher at any time. Are there going to be more flames shooting out as people... I'm, I'm looking at my team, right, because I, I have Craig Kimbrell, and I'm like, his his oh, value has to, talking about Craig Kimbrell? His value has to Diva? be down, right? Flames? Like, his value... Or is it up? His value, well, that's the thing. I think I think it's down, but... I will play the opposite, okay. which is to say, if you're to think of the regular season as, like, two... Slam two off-seasons back-to-back, everybody's playing every game... Like if you're if the managers are thinking about this as in like off season baseball, like oh geez, I have a far fewer innings that are gonna be pitched. I can't be putting out scrubs. I should be using my closers more yeah. this year. Um maybe that is it. Maybe they are used more. Maybe they're more innings. Well I see maybe not more saves. I'm thinking yeah, that's kinda that's kinda what I'm thinking, is that I, I think that we might if I had to make a prediction, I would say that we're gonna see more closer like pitchers in non-save situations in this context than we would otherwise Hmm. but we might but i could also the devil's advocate argument is that like you know we i texted you about this this week the twins are playing 30 games in august 30 of 31 days (laughs) like guys are gonna have to rest somewhere in there and but they're also going to have to play (laughs) yeah so uh Guys that are healthy are going to have to play. There are going to be days where, like, they show up to the field and it's like, hey, uh, Craig, um, it's going to be you in the bullpen because, you know, the other two guys were hanging out and both of them have COVID. So it's just you. You know, you were looking at yourself in a mirror while they were. Well, th- I mean, I, that's what I think too. They is, were sharing the same, like in addition, class. <laughs> in addition to guys just being out because because they're sick, like because because they're in quarantine. In addition to that, I also think that there are going to be times that guys don't travel this year, and and getting yeah. that information as soon as possible is is going to be critical. And there might be yeah, there might be cases where there's like. You know, if we even think about this in terms of like the testing is done and done right and done really, really well, there could be times when like 
a test result isn't coming back and someone is therefore like stuck in limbo and is stuck in Minnesota when they're supposed to be going to Kansas City could be fine it's just like yeah there there's going to be a lot of that I think that there's going to be a lot of there there are going to be a lot of position player innings this year I I think that I think there's going to be a lot of major to minor cycling like front on the pitching side especially I think we're going to see No, but this is but my problem is I I agree with that, but I'm saying that there is going to be real like old school fundamental having the right number of players at the ballpark <gasps> issues mm. this year that we haven't seen since like, you know, the 20s or in the same way that we haven't seen since like the 20s or like the 30s. Right, because even, even you're saying even if your minor league system is really well established and you have guys that could pitch at the major league level, like you're not going to be able to move them around fast enough. <laughs> yeah, human beings are not moving around as fast as they and, usually. And that do. Is, that is really, I mean, that is really true, especially in a context where there are zero travel days. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, the, team, yeah. the team's going today. Like, whoever's on the bus is is going. <laughs> like, right. And that's it. You, I mean, but this is what I'm saying is like, you're going to like wake up, you're going to get to the ballpark, they're going to scan your forehead and then it's going to be like, uh, Michael Lorenzen, you you have a, your fever is a hundred, your temperature is 100.1. It's going to be, I feel fine. And they're like, well, you, let's go, let's go do your test. And then it's just, it's going to be like, maybe he's going to be in limbo. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, it's is all it, an information. It's all an information. So much game. food for thought. It's so much of this year is just going to be an in, in just pure information game. But I, I do really think that I, I guess I, to circle back, I come down and I think that closers are going to be more valuable this year. So you think fewer saves, but more valuable. Yeah. I, so I, I think I might agree with you. Um, we should put an over under. If we prorate the number of saves from last year to this year, mm. you're going to take the under. Okay, I'll take the over on that. Oh, so you'll take the over. There'll be more saves this year. Prorated. Prorated than the last I, year. I think that can be true. Do you think the top 30 closers will accumulate more saves prorated no. than last no, year? No, I think the distribution is going to be really shallow. Hmm. How about I take that one? I'll take that one from you. You think that the top 30 are going to have a larger share of the saves than they did last year? I'll Yeah, I'll take okay. that one. All right. Top 30. Same. Yeah. Give give me give me the give me the tie. I'll give you the th- <laughs> the tie would be the tie would be greater remarkable. than or equal to. Yeah. <laughs> If there is a time, all right, it's it's number of saves in the top 30 divided by total number of saves for last year versus this year. The ratio. You got it. Okay. Ah, Yeah. Anyway. I think they are, though. I mean, I think that they're going to get more innings. I think they're going to get the same number of innings as as they did in a regular season. Like? Not even prorated. Like, I think that... Basically an inning. um, I mean, they're going to pitch an inning every game. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I don't know. I I mean, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be probably 40 40 innings instead of 60 innings. Cuz your your top closer not top closer is nominally 60 innings. 
I'm looking at Kirby Yates right here. He's a perfect example. 60 innings, 60.2 innings, you know, two-thirds innings pitched last year. I feel like he's going to be within a he's going to be within a standard deviation of sixty point two. But I don't think of Kirby Yates as I, I don't think of Kirby Yates as a diva type closer. I think if if your man if your Kirby Yates and your manager tells you you're pitching now, you're like okay, all right, whatever, I'll go. But, but that's that's my point is that I think that there's going to be a lot more. I think that a lot there aren't as many diva closers because closers have been been ping-ponging around a lot lately. Yeah. But I think that you're going to see them... I think we both agree that you're going to see a lot more innings out of them, and I think that it's going to be like the postseason where they're just playing almost every single game. Because you can do that for 60 days, 60, 60, 60 games in 60 days, that you can't do in over 162. The West division is going to be the, the most fun, I think. Oh, true. Yeah, well, bring the Astros to... Arizona and lock them in a room with the locals. I think Astros, Astros, yeah. Yep. Astros in LA, Astros in, I mean, like they could have, they could have split them the other way, but no. I mean, they really couldn't, obviously. Both Texas teams had to go out west. Have you seen the, the map of the travel this year? Yeah. It's pretty wild. Those Florida teams for all the, the, um, AL and NL East, those, that Florida travel really. Makes the Midwest nervous. one is by far the best. It's like it it's is by far the best. Yeah, no, it makes the most sense. It's I, how are there not more teams in the Northeast? Why? Why is Florida? Yeah, why does Florida have to be included? <laughs> why is Florida? <laughs> well, it, you know, wouldn't it? It could have they could have made like diagonal bands where Florida had to go with the Midwest, and you guys got and the, you guys the Northeast got Pittsburgh. Yeah, because. Because the thing right now is that Pittsburgh is is going. Pittsburgh and Cleveland are going. I mean, I guess because Cleveland was already there, so you're you're stuck. Pittsburgh to Minneapolis or Pittsburgh to Kansas City farther? I it's got to be Pittsburgh to Kansas City. I'm I'm never very good with the the great circle guessing game. <laughs> I think it I think it has to be Pittsburgh to Kansas City, because Pittsburgh's pretty far south already. True. And Kansas City is Kansas City is substantially further west than than Minneapolis. Okay. Um, do we have something that we want to try to do for next week? I am the thing that I have cooking is uh, booting up the news scraper again. Okay. I did run it. I will have. It to does do. run, but I would like to. I would like to tune it a little bit more. Okay. I need to get the um, growth charts work back up and running, right? Yeah. I did check to see that I can still pull things from fan graphs. Because I, I worried that everybody used their downtime to also, upgrade their web pages or something. <laughs> also a valid concern. So that still yep. works. I thought that everyone would um, use their time off to like build upgrades into their backends that would make everything a nightmare. But <laughs> we seem okay. No, mostly not. Um, okay, I'll get the growth charts. Who are we reviewing? Who are we supposed to review? Let's do that. We're going to do closers. Week. Oh, who was the one that we were going to do? Do we know? Right, right, because from four months ago, I totally remember who we were going to talk about. 
You want to talk about Kirby Yates? Watch Kirby Yates. Brown is back. Watch Kirby Yates with an eye to this upcoming season. I think that's a good idea. Okay, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Bye.